You know what? The podcast is brought to you by Mountain Khakis. It's nice. A, it's a great company. So good. What do you love about them? You know, I love that it fits. Yeah. You know, and it's stretchy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Stretchy to me is number one. Because I'm six seven, and it's hard to find pants that fit. You know, but. with an expanding and contracting waistline like I have, <laughs> I need that flexibility. I don't want to have to change my wardrobe. And, and the material it uses, I don't know what it is. It's it's alien for some reason. Yeah, uh-huh. it's tough, top notch. And you know, when you're climbing roofs like Mike does all the time, you need them. You need them a little bit flexible on the way up, and Sli- you need, need them tough sliding on the way down. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you know, and they got the pocket in the right spot for yourself. Absolutely, you got extra pockets. Yeah, that's and, uh, right. So you know, all the athletes that come in, good clothes. Great service, good people. Mountain khakis. Mountain khakis. Let her rip. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Black Dog Savage Podcast. It's Mike Whiteside. I'm Robert Culp. And I'm Tay Whiteside. Every week on the Black Dog Savage Podcast, we talk to the most interesting people we can find from the salvage maker and creator worlds. Of course, there's always a tip of the week on salvage that helps you turn trash into treasures. And finally, we'll give you some behind the scenes of a single episode from our hit series, Hit Series, Salvage Dogs. Did you say this was the Black Dog Salvage Podcast? Was there any other? Are you in the wrong studio? (laughs) (laughs) Well, today's episode, we got a great guest. I mean, the most interesting of the most interesting guests. It's our distinct pleasure to have Emmy Award winning and Salvage Dog Series originator, Bill Hayes. Yeah. Bill's going to tell us how it all got started, along with his very own DIY Tip of the Week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Bill's Tip of the Week is, but uh, (laughs) uh, because... And I know Bill very well, so could be anything. Um, it, right. could, it could be <laughs> yeah. uh, really out there. But anyway, finally, we're going to have a fan favorite. We're going to give you a behind-the-scenes look at one of our favorite episodes. Uh, this week, it's Return to the Capital Center. Oh, yeah. Our home away from home in Largo, Maryland. The Absolutely. re-return. Yep. You know, it's gone now. I, well, that's what they told us yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did it. Yeah. It looked like they meant it. Well, listen, we'll be right back with the most important guest, Bill Hayes. The most important guest. Just the ask most- him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be right back. About Miller Welders? Yep. Miller Welders, can't say enough about them, especially the support they've given us over the years, especially, you know, with the television show, but actually in the working shop, it's just all been great. I don't use the welders myself, but I hear lots of positive yeah, like, things about them. And the best thing is the bottom line is they've they've made it very affordable for us to uh, do work in the field and uh, in the shop. I don't know what else to say there. I'm going to go weld something. Yeah. Let's make some sparks. Miller Welders. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Dog Salvage Podcast. Today, we are talking to the all-powerful. Uh, Mr. Bill Hayes, producer, director, and originator, most importantly, of our hit series, Salvage Dogs. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tay. Actually, Tay, let's get the credits right. What I really am is an executive producer of like over 1,300 TV shows. Well, right. So I, I have been a director. I have been a producer. I have been a uh, editor, a shooter, a bottle watcher, a grip, uh, Pretty much a little bit of everything, but I am the pedophilias of salvage. So I get that well, uh, you're going to have to explain that, uh, that, that title. Yeah, would, you, would you please give yeah. us a good definition? Is that Latin before we or, get... or, or Italian or Spanish? Well, you know, I'm just, I love quoting movies. So that's a George Clooney right there out of Oh Brother. Yeah. Uh, is it Oh Brother? Uh, yeah. Oh Brother, where I'm trying to explain to the Warby girls that he was their dad. I'm so, the pedophilias. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I helped to. Uh, help create it just because, you know, we, I, I have a company, um, part of a company, I should say more accurately, uh, Figure 8 Films, and part of another company called Thunder Mountain Media, and gosh, 
10 plus years ago, Mike, at least? Well, yeah, we're pushing 10 years, that's for sure. When uh, we did the pilot, I think that was uh, putting it right at 10 years. That was with Ted. Remember, I remember the meeting, you were telling us, don't get your expectations high. And of course, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. we did, <laughs> and uh, Ted did especially. Well, so let's frame it for the people, right? You and Bill, Dad, have yeah. been friends for quite a while. Yeah, we... we well, uh, I was just thinking, right, Ted, it's like five more years add on to that. At least we were part of a fishing group, a bunch of buddies, uh, in, engineered by the great Dr. Ned Hooper. Boy, it was, it was incredible, right? We yeah. would float two rivers in two days. We would fish for bass one day. We'd fish for trout. We'd throw them all back. And we'd sit around the fire all night playing music and telling dad stories. And, and, and drink. Let's, let's don't forget drinking. We it was a, It was a bit of a drink fest, too. There were adult beverages yeah. consumed uh, in excess. Well, but, that's uh, what Ted always said. You can't say you've been drinking all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> it was handsome Ted and Mike who were always cooking up our food and taking care of the boys. And Mike and I would usually end up in the canoe together and end up turning it over with our coolers. So, you know, we had some experiences. And he kept saying, you know, everybody kept saying, Billy, you got to do a TV show about Mike's salad booth. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get pitched like 10 times a day, every day. In those days, I did. Uh, yeah. So, you know, people were always pitching you ideas. And, you know, it's a tough, tough business. Like I said, don't get your hopes up. It's right. I mean, one in a thousand ideas get produced. It's, it's a lotto ticket, man. Which... Yeah, it's, it's not for the meek of the week. So we go, okay. I finally uh, acquiesced and I dragged a couple of guys. We shoot something and it's not working out too good. I don't think, I don't Tell see us. the drama. What'd you, what'd you guys shoot? Now we were in South Boston. This was a very, very nice house. That it was we great. Did. House. Probably, yeah. one of, probably one of the best front doors we've ever had that now lives Neat up project. in the cabin. But we were doing our thing, you know, all of us minus Robert. And, the and magic. he was, magic. Well, we didn't know he was the magic until it, he showed up. <laughs> Keep you know, talking, Bill. I like, yeah. the, I like the line you're taking. Well, you've heard of magic, Mike. We won't even go there. But, uh, <laughs> but, Matt, but Robert shows up and the chemistry between Robert and Mike was truly lovely to watch. You know, it's like an old married couple, you know, it's like, it's a buddy film. It's Selma and Louise. It's, you know, it's Sundance and Butch. Well, we're heading for the cliff right now, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting something. I go, wow, we really have it now because that, you know, it's, uh, Robert is very cost conscious and pragmatic, and Mike is sort of just throws care to the wind. The, and, the polar you know, opposite of that. Yeah. Right. But, 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 you know, and, and the uh, copious amounts of bad light beer that they could drink alone <laughs> should have been a series. We, I'll never forget, we go to this really not-so-expensive motel, hotel, whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that place? Oh, it was, it was, it was crappy. Crappyhotel.com. The boys ended up in some, I, you know, by the end of it all, though, I put them in a, uh, a tweet at the Marriott in D.C. It was a fateful night, but we won't talk about that. No, no, that's um, another podcast, <laughs> Bill. Please keep that one under your hat. So they did make move up the ladder in terms of digs for stand. But, you know, so we, we shoot something. And we shop it around as usual. Discovery doesn't bite, uh, you know. And we bring trailblazers in because my figure eight uh, company is more about making shows for the, the, the female demographic. Really, really dysfunctional shows besides us. Yeah. yeah well, well, they were not. We'll, we'll get to some yeah. of those a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Just nah, we don't need to go through yeah. that. Oh, we're you know, going there, Bill. Here's, here's almost, it's like Forrest Gump. Here's all I'm going to say about that. Is we took some people whose lives were very crazy and messed up, and we, you know, respected and honored their privacy and told their stories in the way that the network and the families asked us to, and we're very proud of all that. So it's amazing that we told so many stories about those people in the first place, and we got great, and we had, a, and we entertained a lot of people with, you know, good wholesome content, you know. 
Well, believe we you know, who knows what happens to people behind the door when you're not. There. Bill, believe it or not, Salvage Dogs is primarily a women's show too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Our yeah. demographics well, you is. You guys are handsome guys. You're handsome a lot. You know. Uh, well, well, you, uh, well, well, thank you. And, and great, and you had some really wonderful women in the show. Your daughter and Grace, and folks. Uh, you know, all the staff that you have there. You have a. You know, just to throw a quick credit to everybody else for half a second here because. Salvage Dogs, it was a great series. And you guys are certainly our stars. And Tay picked right up as well. But, you know, all the people that you surround them with are such genuinely nice human beings. I know it for a fact. And that really counts for a lot. That's why people come see you all the time. You really have a lovely bunch of people that roam that gigantic cavernous place you call Salvage Dogs every day. You know, well, we'll call it really Bulldog are. Salvage, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a derivative. <laughs> we're, right. we're recording all that for our next, uh, you know, that testimonial. We appreciate it, Bill, <laughs> for sure. Bill, uh, you made a point earlier about the crew at Black Dog. I wanted to piggyback on that and say that, you know, yeah. some some or most people may not know that Black Dog was in business for like 12 years as an architectural salvage company. Long before before, the, before yeah. the show even happened. Yeah. So to your point, you're talking about, you know, what you guys must have discussed on your, you know, fishing trips, drinking trips. It's just was, private. It's private. Was <laughs> the, the company that you and and dad started and ran for over a decade that, that, that you created the feel, you created the environment, which Bill saw and then said, all right, we can turn this into a show, you know? Well, uh, you know, and I also, one of the, one of the things about the show and, and Bill is, We've been propositioned many times to pay for some. I've, some, I've been propositioned well, many, many times for yes. teasers and yeah. and uh, what they call it, sizzles, sizzle reels, and yeah. um, and they were just basically you give us twenty four thousand dollars and we will make you famous, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Robert, you know, quickly saw the BS in that, and um, yeah, and, good, and, yeah, exactly. And and then I called Bill up one day, or I think I sent you a text, Bill, and I said, uh, why don't you do it? And I think this is a real quick, just back and forth, because we've been talking before. And he said, yes, that was what you said. Well, yeah, sure. but we're incredibly fortunate. My company has this sort of a relationship uh, with a company called Trailblazer Studios in Raleigh. Uh, it's like a little gym. I had these guys once say, this is like L.A. without the attitude. Because <laughs> we would shoot a bunch of studio things there over the years for Discovery Health uh we were doing these uh, CME shows. We, we were the first people to put Mimit Oz on TV. I remember Mimit came down to Trailblazers because we were doing these things. But anyway. You're talking about Dr. Oz? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mimit. Yeah, I turned to him at a party with David Zaslav's party. The band was Earthland and Fire. And uh said, hey, Mimit, I'm the first person to put you on TV. And he goes, yeah, you're right about this. <laughs> uh, Did you get your so, royalty? Uh, uh, no, no, never. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but Jeff. And the point of this story is Trailblazers and Jeff made all this happen and created the structure because if you don't have structure, you got nothing. And they came up with, you know, not only um, capturing the essence and the coolness of Black Dog, but also then, you know, you got to come up with a formula of activity. So, you know, meet you guys, come up, you come in with some crazy thing like you normally do. <laughs> yeah. Then we set off on a project. You're, you know, you and Robert are trying to figure out the logistics, and then we have Bill. So, in each little tidy less than a half hour episode, there was a lot of content. Each episode, there was a Bill, there was a salvage, you know, there were a couple of gags. You know, you got you usually bled before the end of an episode, Mike. Uh, rarely did you not bleed or put your son in harm's way. Well, um, that, that was only uh, Hollywood. Every I always say it's uh, it's that was Hollywood blood and. For the record, 
to appease my wife and the insurance company. I did not put my, wife, my son in harm's way. He, he was an adult and electively jumped up on that ladder I, by himself. I agreed. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, really, Bill, I would say that, you know, you, you mentioned Jeff. And for the people out there, that's Jeff Lanner who yeah. uh, at Trailblazer Studios. <laughs> but the combination of, of your vision at the front end and Jeff's manipulation and, and actually getting it to fit in a half an hour. And then the both of you capturing exactly what pretty much goes on around Black Dog Salvage, honestly, every day. Yeah. And it made it so much easier for us to actually do the show because we didn't have to act. And clearly we're not acting. <laughs> clearly. And, uh, Can't even so read it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was pretty easy to be ourselves and you guys put us in a position to be successful at it for no, eight years and how many? How many seasons? Eleven seasons. Well, Eleven seasons, and we and we got for, we got five episodes to start. That's what the, the network gave you guys, and yeah. and so Robert and I looked at the other and says, if nothing else happens, we've got five good commercials, or not so right. good commercials. Yeah. But <laughs> no, exactly, no, no, no. You guys are the epitome of what the figure eight film brand over the years has been called authentic reality. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but. Um, <laughs> You know, the essence is you guys are authentic reality, you know, with some, you know, uh, what does that mean? It just means you take some people doing things and you put some structure to it and you got a storyline and you know each a half hour where you're sort of where you're going to go with the surprises in between. And it makes for great content. I mean, your stuff will stand. Uh, it'll be around for a long time. People watching it because it was just it was sincere. It was legit. The stuff you do is not fake, you know, and. And I can attest as a consumer that stuff that people have bought is, is it'll outlive me. I was thinking the other day that that we have eight years a body of work that is proud. We're proud to have done it, and and it's, yeah. it took a lot of effort and a lot of money, obviously, to do it. But um, anyway, that's uh, I'm getting ready to cry here. <laughs> I'm seeing the yeah, jerking some tears here. We got to document all that. Well, hey. We get to do it again. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, so. You know, but the, the truth is, you're still alive, A. B, Tay is well alive, but his own little thing over there, and so is your daughter with her glass, and it's just sort of like, I've been parts of companies that, you know, people, as we, you know, go off and do other things, I'm very proud to see all of us doing different things. Um, that was part of the company before I started mine, and he told us, one guy went off and designed the toy of the year and sold it to Apple for a million bucks. You well, know? well, listen, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to cut to a break here in a second, Bill, so uh, we got to kind of talking of structure <laughs> we, have, we have to kind of follow these formats here for a minute and, and see if we can be successful so tay's going to jump in i hate to cut you off but we're going to pick you up back on the other side of it your transitions are flawless <laughs> well, hey, Bill, shut up we gotta tell you I, i've talked with you hey. many times and you, you really got to work to get in there you know can i tell you the transition i was going to use yeah i would i would love that speaking tay. of things that take a long time we've Got more. To, no, I was, I was That's not it. That's not it. That wasn't it. Well, anyway, Bill, well, I, we all got more questions for you. So we're going to, but we got to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Bill Hayes. We got a haul stuff. Mm. Big Tex trailer has really been there for us. That's you right. know, uh, we've got two trailers. We've got the dump trailer that, you know, which we'll, is awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can haul a bobcat with it. You can do a whole Our lot of there. Things. Yeah. Probably things you shouldn't be doing with it, but that's part of the deal with these trailers. They got to be built tough because we're going to abuse them. That's right. You know, and I'm sure ours is almost new looking compared to some I've seen out there. Oh my gosh. You yeah. Know? But and as a welder, I, you know, I fix a lot of broken stuff and I don't fix many big, big Texas. Yeah. Know? Well, I fix those cheaper trailers for people, but yeah, you got to choose your trailer carefully and big Texas, what I would, choose. you know, mm -hmm. they've come through for us. They were very good in, in providing these for us for the show. That's and right. we're still using them today. 
Good stuff. Mark and Mike. Big tits. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Black Dog Savage podcast. Today, we are talking with a man who's responsible for more TV than anyone alive, Mr. Bill Hayes. That's, <laughs> that's huge, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I think Lauren Michaels and the Simpsons creators might have an issue with that. Okay, <laughs> no, let's, 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 think, let's think of it as more as from the, uh, the reality genre, the unscripted television, documentarian. I think you, uh, you're, in the, you're in the running for somebody really important in the American television I business. Think you, I think you got awards for some of this stuff, didn't you? Get some Emmys or some Tonys or some... <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, you're associated with us. And the more I build you up or we all build you up, the better we look. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's right. Right. Yeah. We're standing on, we're, we're, right. we're standing on your shoulders, Bill. Well, you know, for the folks, for the folks out there in podcast world, uh, Bill has been involved in a lot of different television shows. And I'll drop a couple of names like uh, 19 Kids and Counting, John and Kate Plus 8, uh, Obviously, Salvage Dogs, Bringing Up Bates. Sister Wives. Yeah, yeah Sister Wives. But also a, a, a great series called The Operation. Uh, documentaries like uh, Godfather or Basketball, Morgan Wooten, Miracle Man, John of God. Lots of stuff. Oh, the, Lots and, of and great the, stuff. And the two gals. What's, uh, what's their name, Bill? Oh, the, Abby and Britt. The Conjoined yeah. Twins. Conjoined twins, twins. Yeah. The Real Mayberry, which we'll, we'll touch on a little bit too. But, um, Bill, going back like to the beginning of, I guess you're, you, you know, isn't it the operation, the show called the operation? Is that kind of at the front end of your uh, notable career or where, where does that fit in? But yeah, it was the operation. I was, uh, when I was a mere youth, like in my late twenties, I ended up getting a job for somebody in Durham called uh, Bob Chapman Learning Resources Network, and I sold by uh, an interactive video to Glaxo Pharmaceuticals. Oh. I sold this interactive video to teach their sales reps about hypertension in the cardiovascular system, and by default, I become the producer. And then I. Uh, go up to the Bowman Gray School of Medicine anyway. He wants to do an interactive video, so I do one with him. And sort of out of the ashes of that project, we're out documenting these hotshot surgeons all over North America. And then one day I look up and I see this operation on the tele, on the learning channel before it was TLC. And I call them up and say, hey, I can do that better than that. And they said, well, come on. I just got Mike Quattrone thinking about commissioning somebody. I, he says, go away. He says, you seem you know, you seem like you've done something pretty similar to what we're trying to do here. I come back with a list of like 25 surgeries. And they go, okay, let's do these first eight. Just to tie up the uh, the operation, is that what, for everybody, what was the format of that show? It was an hour-long documentary. Uh, we found the best surgeons in the world and uh, with really compelling cases. We knew that the, the story had to be about the patient, not really the doctor. The secret sauce, even with you guys, is extraordinary and relatable. So, you know, going from the operation, and I know that you were doing a lot of other things at this point, but how do you go from, let's say, the operation to John and Kate plus eight? How does that, how does that, how does that? And there's a woman named Eileen O'Neill. She ended up ultimately becoming the general manager of TLC and then Discovery. Eileen would say, well, you know, I saw this article in the magazine about 14 kids. Uh, why don't you go look into that, Bill? Or... Boy, it'd be nice if we had a family of multiples to tell a story about. But it's a half step from medical documentaries to human interest stories. About Most of our stories about the families are really about the human condition, about how do you do what? How do you 
you know, they're extraordinary because they got way too many youngins. And at the same time, they're relatable because they got the same problems we all have. Uh, what's, what, what are those problems? I'm kind of wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm, I, I'm right there with the, with the populace. <clears throat> pay, pay the bills. Pay the bills. Uh, That's right. First yeah, thing. Pay your taxes. Pay your bills. Uh, you know. Yeah. Try to yeah. feed yourself. Try to grow up in a, a crazy world. Uh, you know, there's a lot. We all live here, right? Yeah, we do. So, you know, the medical stories just morphed into stories about uh, the human condition in large families. And they make for good storytelling because you can, their lives are going on. And every day is a, you know, most of us every day is some kind of mini drama, right? It's a matter of how do you capture it and have an arc in that overarching arc in the storyline of something. You want to see a wreck now and again, though. That's one thing that America <laughs> loves is a, tragi- a, a comedic tragedy. That's why NASCAR is fun to watch. That's right. Well, you know. If you can get people to be honest about their lives, who doesn't have a wreck about every other week in their life, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, good that's, point. That's more like daily. <laughs> Truth, yeah. <laughs> right? It's a little too real, Bill. <laughs> Craziness is who's willing, you know, I'm not willing to share all that. There's only a certain amount of people who are willing to share that kind of part of their life with us, and God bless them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what you, you know, you, luckily for you, that wasn't part of your life we were trying to get you to share. We were trying to get to share your creative genius and... and and what you do at your shop. The tragedy happens naturally. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. You know, and we had a few, you know, there was some yeah. stuff, stuff going on in, you know, between Robert and I. And, you know, we'd, we'd kind of smirk and cuss at each other <laughs> under our breath. Every, every once in a while, somebody get uh, possessed. Yeah, I got possessed <laughs> in one of our episodes. And, and Robert pushed the button of the ghost problem. And yeah. uh, boy, try, try to keep that to a I, uh, keep that to a minimum. Well, you know, when 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 we uh, when we feature that episode on one of our podcasts, I'll uh, I'll go into that haunting p- possession. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Well, well Bill, uh, considering your esteemed uh, body of work and all the incredible things you've produced over the years, I think I can speak for all of us here when I say that we're we feel lucky to have been a notch in your belt, so to speak. Hey guys, uh, the podcast is brought to you today by Mountain Khakis. Yes. You know, they're some of the best people to work with, just friendly, but the, the pants, the shirts, the vests, everybody in my family has it. Mm-hmm. And you're part of my family. I love my Mountain Khakis. Yeah. And I love being part of the family. It's good. <laughs> it's good to have you, my friend. <laughs> you know, when Tay came out, he was wearing a pair of Mountain Khakis, by the way. You know, the kid was styling immediately. <laughs> Mountain khakis. Three-week-olds. <laughs> Love it. All right, everybody. Welcome back again to the Black Dog Salvage podcast. We're talking with, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Bill Hayes, this week. And Bill, uh, what are you working on now, and why is it not a Salvage Dogs reboot? <laughs> <laughs> well played yeah. figure eight films is still uh producing several television series we have seven little johnsons we got a big order for that recently so that's a very successful series on uh, tlc and sister wise is doing great numbers as well for tlc you know one thing you one thing you started outside of figure eight which is the thunder mountain media which you well, run i'm getting ready to tell you about that yeah so that's, okay so here's 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 the idea for Thunder Not Me. Here's my pitch, boys. We are trying to counter-program the sea of negativity in America with positive programming that actually makes sense and provides good role models and examples of things. So we have two projects. One's called NC365. It's two minutes of history every day in the history of North Carolina. 
the other thing that we're working on that pays, we've already rolled some tape on is Occidoc, oh, occupational yeah. documentaries. And the idea is that uh, we want to tell short stories about people and their occupation. And we feel like that it, it's a pretty good time for that with COVID reset, it's right? It's huge and right so, now. So everybody's wondering what they could, should, would be. Mike Rowe has helped us a little bit with his dirty job episodes. Yeah. And he yeah, showed yeah. us the right. kind of the, the, the grit and, and, and the glory and, tr- and trade value in America. Ours is a take of a broader but a tighter format. Uh, so a little four minute segments uh, with a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of insight. Bill, I, I'm tired just hearing all the stuff you got going on. <laughs> You're a busy <laughs> man. It's not even my number one job. My number one job these days. Crazily, at 66, I have a four and a half year old dad. Are you an even or not? How old will you? How old will you be when I'm 100, Dad? I said I'll be dead. Uh, <laughs> I have a four and a seven year old and a 24 acre organic farm. So what you're saying is you're you're not sitting back on your laurels, all your accomplishments, and you keep chugging on with more and more. It's exhausting. It is. I'm tired. Already. I'm ready to retire. No, it's good, good stuff. They keep you young. Those those boys are going to add years to your life, not take it away. That's yeah. for sure. They're going to keep yeah. you off yeah, that rock. joints hurt, man. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna keep you off that rocking chair on the porch. But, um, hey, Bill, there's a segment of our show we do where the guest brings a DIY top tip. Do you have one? Do-it-yourself top tip. Yeah, could be um, a physical ma- thing. Yeah, yeah, marry up. Okay. Uh, Marry up. <laughs> okay. Well, and right there, succinctly, is that's that's brilliant. Mary, I mean, we've gotten yeah. a lot of good uh, top tips, but I believe that's the one that people ought to seize on. Marry well, up. Well, if you marry up, then she's marrying down. Well, 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 don't talk about that. <laughs> hey, this is, this is his top tip. Mike. Okay. Now, that, that, that thing is actually flipped. She might consider she married up. Too, she did marry up, right? You're, well, a, you're a catch at 65. I think it's pretty clear that we could do this all day. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I think I think we're going to wrap this segment and move on to the... Yeah, we got your DIY tip, which is, by the way, uh, one of the most brilliant and succinct tips I've ever heard and I think I'm no gonna... I got better I, I got a couple more tips for you boys All right. All right. Then we, oh, oh, let's lead into let's it, it yeah absolutely so Bill you, you mentioned a quick DIY top tip earlier which was marry up that's fantastic advice I think <laughs> but uh, what else you got floating around in your brain for the people at home get a hot tub because you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to need it <laughs> therapy yep we got that great. Okay. that's good that's a good one right at the yeah, marry tub. up and get in the hot tub perfect those two things go well together yeah, that's right yeah. I got Step number three, when you're out there looking for mates, guys to hang out with, start asking them what they do because they're probably going to do something better. Point taken. Mike would always come down, comes down to our beach place and he'll, you know, give him the friends and family rate. But inevitably, he always fixes something. One year, he takes a sailboat, puts the mast on it, and then puts the, buys the sail and sails it. One year, you guys put a bimini on my boat for me. Another year, he helped me mount the large screen TV. Uh, Electrical problems, no problem. I would blow the place up. Mike fix it. So I always find good friends. Well, uh, you know, I, I had to pay for my... That's my, my other DIY tip. Well, that's good. <laughs> that is absolutely good. Is, is Always leave it better than you found it. Right? Oh, that was my mom's dream. Leave a place better than you find it. My dream is leave people better than you find them. That's good, too. Words to Live By by Bill Hayes. Well, Bill, Bill, we want to have you back. Would you come back for another episode in the future? There's so much more that we haven't covered. Yeah, no, my wife, we were trying to get up to Rona to see you guys, I promise. Well, we got to do that rap party, too. 
What? What? Hey, now we're talking. Now yep. we're going. We're going yep. to yep. Uh, Costa Rica for that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, go. we're gonna. We're uh, gonna. We're gonna. When we come back, we're gonna talk about an episode of uh, Salvage Dogs, and it just so happens that this this episode returned to uh, Cap Center features uh, the one and only Bill Hayes. And Bill, if if you still have time. You can stick around and, and we can talk about the project, which you were featured in, as well as your family was uh, made their debut on Salvage Dogs. We're going to go to a break real quick when we come back. Salvage Dogs behind the scenes with our guest, Bill Hayes. Would you forgive me for just kind of just looking inward and talking about Black Dog Salvage? I know we don't talk about Black Dog Salvage that much. I love those guys. But when it comes to Black Dog Salvage, our favorite place is the Stonehouse yeah. at Black Dog Salvage. It's one of our projects where you get to see everything that, that salvage can do, everything you can about preservation of old structures, everything about, you know, just the coolest thing in residential design. Now, Robert, this this sounds like a, a place that people do you think I'm ever, Do you people think I'm allowed. ever selling this? I don't think are, I'm are ever selling it. you saying people can go to this place? You can actually rent this place. Get out of here. Yeah, by the day. I think there's a two-day minimum. Sure. But you can you get the whole house. It's three bedrooms, all in suite baths, custom, awesome kitchen, entertainment rooms. Is there any room. breakfast? If you make it, I always you, like it's to a eat. Full kitchen. There's a full kitchen. Yeah. So no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a bed and breakfast. It's just a bed and bagel or a bed and bed beer, or whatever you want. It's it's a vacation rental that you can uh, bring your whole family or your group of friends and have a big old time. I know that. I've rented it myself for my daughter's birthdays. They've had a great time. I've rented it for just getaways with my wife. We've had a great time. This was a great platform for us uh, that we got to show how to use salvage. And that's what we do. You know, we always preach it, but sometimes showing it is another story. So that's, but that's another story. We'll talk again. Check it out. You can take a virtual tour on our website and you'll see what we're talking about. Okay, so folks, we're back, and we're back to talk about an episode of Salvage Dogs, one of our favorites. In this, in this case, it's episode ten, twelve, I think, or ten, thirteen, one or the other. They're all our favorites. Well, you're you're so right, you Mike. Know, I mean, why, why why pick one? Well, because we have to pick one to talk right. about and today. Some were definitely and in, better. And than in this others. case, it's uh, return to Cap Center, which is a pretty big project. A lot of things going on in this one, including we take apart a bank. Mm. We take apart a spa. It's a bank heist. We take apart a Kobe, uh, like a Japanese, Japanese great, restaurant, great, a greasy Japanese yeah. spoon, and uh, a lot of outdoor, indoor stuff. Yeah. And uh, we and also build very, very heavy cabana. Mm-hmm. Well, for, I, that was a word that I came up with, and everybody uh, basically panda. said, that, that's yeah. not a cabana. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's already called a cabana. I built it. I can call it anything I want. There you go. (laughs) But we started, right? Uh, Grayson and I went to the Japanese restaurant to tear off some not very old stuff. She did lighting. (laughs) I did, uh, tried my best not to break all the little woodwork and the the room dividers. Um, She smoked you on the lighting, though. Yeah, well, she's the, the, as Ted puts it, the lighting expert. Yeah, she's the queen of lighting. One one of the great things about, uh, you know, when you're working in in the salvage business and you're actually doing a television show at the same time, you you get to have a little bit more structured fun. And one of those things is maybe having a competition mm-hmm. working on things like you got a bunch of these, who's going to win that. And it makes it only, it, it makes for better television, I think, but it also it's made old. for uh, an easier work day and right. something to, 
to make interesting. Well, this gives us a little bit more fodder to mess with each other too, you know? Well, that's the savage, or the, well, the black dog formula is work hard, but play hard. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got a lot of grease in that one and, you know, everything's coated with it and that made it a little bit difficult and a little bit less valuable. I don't think, <laughs> you know, really, it's, it's like smell-a-vision, you know, touch-a-vision. You just don't yeah, have don't, that. It doesn't you know, exist. now that we're looking back on that and it's it was greasy, every piece of that sold. By the way, yeah, yeah, and uh, and so that's that's kind of the so the, the proof in the pudding that you know, even greasy stuff will sell. <laughs> should we should we add grease? Yeah. No, 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 a mister, no. grease misting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, like a donut place where they pass under a waterfall of it grease. It smells like French fries coming in. <laughs> we also took apart a bank, and which surprised you guys were doing me. a bank job. We did a bank job, <laughs> and it, it, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there in my mind that we were going to get. It turns into a just a. a veritable cornucopia of uh, cherry wood, dimensional wood that we got salvaged, plus about 10,000 pounds of steel that was behind and the uh, teller desk. We've used most, a lot of that steel in projects already because it just sits down in the shop. quarter inch so AR-500. This, yeah, man. this was bulletproof. Uh, it was to bulletproof the teller windows. And so it had to be behind the wood. It was just a monster amount of steel. And so, like you said, we used that up. But also... The plexiglass was yeah. bulletproof. Like an inch and a half thick. I mean, a lot of it. And you know what? We sold some of that, but we also donated a, a large portion of it to a, one of our uh, our favorite organizations, nonprofits here in town called uh, Family Service. Mm. And they're using it in their offices. So uh, They have bulletproof proof <laughs> needs at Family Service. Matter of fact, they do. Unfortunately, they do. <laughs> yes, Mike, they do. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Anytime you, anytime you put family in a word, you have a little you bit gotta, of conflict. You got so, uh, to have yeah, some place to hide behind. Didn't want to bring that up, but yes, <laughs> to be succinct, we did, uh, we, it went to good use. Let's hey, put it that way. You so go. you guys run a bit. And then at some point, Ted was, uh, uh maybe voluntold to, to go <laughs> well, you know, the, the, salvage the spa. The real situation while Ted was by himself is you and Grayson were leaving it, yes. and you left, right? You where, get, where were you guys going? Somewhere else, man. <laughs> <laughs> Any place but here. We they were going to, home. Yeah. I had something yeah, some in real life I had to get back for. But we already had some full right. trucks, so we figured we'd just take them. Take them. And then uh, Robert and I went into D.C. to get a stamp appraised. <laughs> very, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the ticket out. That yeah, so that's kind found. of behind very, the scenes stuff. You didn't very, know. very disappointing yeah. that that was a, for another episode. Yeah, we were all wondering if we'd ever see you again. It was a penny stamp. And it wasn't worth a penny. Oh, and I was, it was devastating. Deflation. And the, guy inflation. That, the guy that was on the, the, the uh, appraiser, he had absolutely no sense of humor either. It's like, get out of my shop. I, got, I need to make some money here. Jesus. You know? So, yeah. So the bottom line is, is that the reality was, is that Ted was going to be left by himself. And it really led, I mean, Ted is a, a truly a funny, funny guy and it entertaining. But this truly was his his best work. Uh -huh. I mean, and whether it was intentional or not, but the whole thing put together, as well as what Trailblazer did with just you know the way they're edited and yeah. the whole thing, you know, driving that driving that uh, scissor lift, he couldn't figure from out the ground, the, he couldn't yeah. figure out left or right. I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And, and just the way you know he's talking to himself. I mean, he's it's pretty hard to do one of those things by yourself. Yeah, when it some just, would say impossible. Well, the, wor <laughs> the work is hard to do by itself, but it's also to uh, you know, obviously he's not by himself. There's cameras all over the place, but just to make it funny when you have no one to talk to except for yourself, uh -huh. he did a fantastic job of it. And well, it was, Ted likes it was himself, so, you know, he, no, he's, no he's, he's a fan. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good TV, I thought. Yeah, and, and one of the things, you know, you saw it come down the show and, 
and uh, and didn't hit the ground. A lot of the balls were hitting the ground. Oh, the glass from the chandelier. Yeah, <laughs> we put that thing behind a wall uh, once it once it uh, we left and left it there. <laughs> we so, we so didn't even put enough value onto it, it to bring it home. Which brings to mind. The bleeder of the week. Oh. The bleeder of the week. Even though one thing we haven't mentioned was, Dad, you spent a lot of time circling the block, taking lighting off the outside of the building. Right. But I think you did that fairly successfully without bleeding. Absolutely. Well, yeah. But that's, you know, I think the identification of the bleeder of the week, it just comes right to the top. And it's that chandelier that Ted attempted to take down by himself. We can't, I think we came in and tried to assist at the end. And, <laughs> at the uh, very end. But it was, it was a total loss. A total loss. Total and, loss. And, you know, that happens when you're, when you're, uh, Salvaging, you know, you're going to have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. So yeah, I think there was approximately uh, 500 glass balls on this and 475 of them <laughs> hit the ground. So we got a 475 out of 500. Okay, so there this is go. a sliding scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the things on the show, too, which we always do, is the build. And, yes. And the build, with this is kind of fun. The build was for Bill. And, and this, uh, this piece was a apple crate. Right. From the Murray Cider, a uh, vinegar cider company, right here. In and town. when you and when you say crate, this is not like a a, a hand crate. This or is as production a, people know the apple box. It's not that. It's, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. It it weighed over six hundred pounds when we started. It's like four feet by six eight feet eight, maybe. It, it was eight by four. Yeah, like inch four. thick oak boards that made this thing up. Right, and perfect it, for it, black dogs. It, dog it was a great yeah. build, and, and the whole point, but. So we the concept to, was turn this into a bench, an outdoor bench. Right. And, right. and yeah, right. Well, I, I, I don't, I didn't call it a bench because I put an awning over it and I called it a cabana. That go. was the, when I called Bill up and Bill, I hope will, will remember this because uh, I'm getting old too, is uh, Bill, I'm going to build you a cabana. What do I need a cabana for? I wanted to put it over on his, at his pool, uh-huh. but he had a better idea to, for the sunset. And, and, and Bill, I think it was a success. What do you think? No, 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 no. Okay, so here's the cabana story. Yeah, <laughs> See, I, knew you would, I knew you would remember. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting my turn here, boys. Uh, no, yeah, of course I remember. I, I wanted a bench. I got a cabana, but, <laughs> and you kept and you kept wanting to put it over on my swimming pool where it, it's very rustic looking with the apple crates. And my swimming pool area is a little bit more about it. Not quite so rustic like this. There's some. You know, anyway, I had somebody build a corner structure for me that's cantilevered and, and covers a very fancy couch these days. And I needed this space, I needed a bigger space for the youngins to destroy and grandma to go sit in and blah, blah, blah. But this other spot, which is the prettiest spot on our property where you see, look west for sunset, you can see several miles. And I thought, you know, that's the place to celebrate uh, in life is putting this thing out there. And then, oh, so a quick segue to what else is out there, which is your fire pit. And when I was asking the family this morning in the hot tub, what were their favorite black dog uh, things? Diane's quick to go the fire pit because we we use them all over the place. We've got one right here next to the office. We have one next to Pond. We go on over there. Have you gotten any black dog frequent flyer miles? You know, because right? you know, tell you, me about your it. Your whole your whole compound is is a uh, is a Black dog fabrication. It's a tribute. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. Paradise. So it sounds no, like it is. sounds like to me that we kind of force fed you a uh, a, a rustic uh, cabana bench. <laughs> you did. 
did. Was this commissioned by you or was this oh, no. just a, a, a way that we could get Bill no. Hayes and his family no, on no. Salvage Dogs? Is this, what, oh, what is going on here? That, Robert. Robin, you'll like this part. It's like, Mike, how much is it going to cost me? Well, we'll get to that later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, how Look much out. You know, I never yeah. quite got the bill till after. He's a smart guy, Mike. You know, well, Bill, well, Billy, you know, well, you're, you're, you're my, my go-to guy. You know, when nobody else will buy it, Bill, right. Bill will buy it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You know? I'll remember that. <laughs> but but I give you bill prices, not reality, <laughs> not the reality of, of retail. Because you because you said yes. Yeah, but all well that ends well because the answer to your question is it it turned out incredible. It's such a uh, you were smart enough to put these pins, cotter pins, in there so I could take the top off when the wind blows too hard because it has flipped over once or twice. Right, would you say that, that one more time? I'm I'm what smart enough? The cotter pins smart. that you put in the. Uh, I, you, just you, said we, I, you said I was smart. That's oh. I was just going back there. He needs this, Bill. <laughs> Give it to him. He needs it bad. <laughs> idea, but anyway, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. it killed me. It so, killed so that was uh, that's the, the episode, basically, yeah. of, of uh, return to Cap, Cap Center. Center, and the Cap Center was the Capital Center, where the first Capital Center was. Right, right. That's, I mean, everybody says Cap Center, and they, they think but it's it, all gone now. Mm-hmm. So, let's go back to Thunder Mountain, which, by the way, folks out there, the, this is uh, Thunder Mountain that you've heard that name repeatedly is uh, is Bill Bill Hayes's estate. Isn't that right, Bill? Well, we call it a compound, and it's really what we've tried to do is morph it from not being in a state to being a functional farm. So we'll we'll, we'll give it a day at compound. But because uh, what we're trying to do with the twenty four acres is really, cold. I want my two boys to grow up. I'll, they will be seventh generation farmers. If I determine one of them, Gabe says he's not going to be a farmer, although he's a he'll be a biologist. But I'm a, currently, my wife says you're not a farmer; you're a TV producer. But I'm a sixth generation farmer now. I'm farming again. There you and, go. You know, farming is not for the meek or weak either. Let me tell you, boy. But, you know, it, it's nothing simple or easy about that. No but, way. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad to get my boy. I want my boys to grow up outdoors, understanding where food come from and how to grow it and being responsible to nature. And that's terribly important to me and uh, and working. Well, Bill, you're, you're changing the world, man. One, yeah, I don't know about that. One compound yeah. at a time. Yeah, well, two boys at a time. That's what that's what what kids are for. And that's right. You pass that on to your to the next generation. That's the only way change is made is through through uh, generational transfer of knowledge and and everything else. Yeah. I mean, look, look at mine. Um, I say, look at mine. The, I got Taylor here. Go. You know, <laughs> he's got a lot of his mom in him, but he's got a little imprint. So you, oh, yeah. you're doing your no, part. They're better versions <laughs> of us. I've met Robert's daughters, and you know they're better versions of us, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. Well, so. Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for gracing our podcast with your presence. Um, any, no, Lord. Anything you want? <laughs> anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, get your butts down here and stay at my guest house. What, what are you waiting for? Yes, we're, just, we're just waiting for the next purchase, Bill. That's what I. That's, that's how I use. That's how I get yeah, away. I'm only a friend if I buy yeah, stuff from you. Fair weather You know, you yeah. should just right. put me on an, a, a, a stipend. You know, just just every month yeah, put a little retainer, into the pot, the retainer, and, and I'll yeah. build whatever you want. But Bill, it's, uh, this is a tr- truly a, a, a blessing for me because you and I have known each other for a long time and you, uh, you changed our life, uh, with, with salvage dogs and, and we're all very, very, uh, thankful for that. I mean, I'm, I'm tearing up just talking about it because you are a special person and I want you to know well, that. Yeah. You know, call my wife and tell her, will you? She knows. <laughs> she, she knows. Her and I, we have a connection. Yeah. 
Yeah. We miss you, Bill. You so then tell my boys. Tell my boys. I, yeah. I can't get much with them. I don't get a lot of track. Well, uh, either. Uncle Mark will be Uncle Mark will be around about as long as Dad is. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. Tell him to listen to the Black Dog Salvage podcast. It's all there. <laughs> well, Bill, all take right, care guys, of yourself. Thank you so much. Well, listeners, it's time for us to pay the bill. Stick around, and we'll be right back. Milwaukee Tools, fellas. Milwaukee Tools. Yeah. What are you going to say about it? Well, they've been around forever, first off. But also, I think... Forever is a long time. That is a long time. Within our collection of tools, if, 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 like, I, what, hmm. This was a good thought. Say, <laughs> yeah, it still it wasn't is. perfectly formed. But <laughs> so I think if you had your there. choice, that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. You would pick. Everybody would fight over the Milwaukee as opposed to another. It, it brand. happened all the time. Yeah, because yeah, we had, you know, we had a lot of Milwaukee, and they supported us for a little while on the show. And like, if they were all picked out of the truck, and I got there late, and there were no uh, no Milwaukee's, well, well, I was a sad the worker. Salvage day was not complete. I was a sad worker That's because right. everything else would die too fast. It felt like a toy. Milwaukee's just like, yes, I'm going to do some work today, yeah. despite. I mean, the feeling of not wanting to do work. Milwaukee was in my hands. So. It made you want to work. That's right. How about that? That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Milwaukee Tools. Get you some. Well, thank you, everyone out there listening, for tuning in. To find out more about all the stories you've heard, connect with us on the website, blackdogsalvage.com. You know, you can also sign up to our newsletter. You know, you can also sign up for our newsletter. Say it one more time. So there again, you can always get on the newsletter. You know? <laughs> I don't know what he said. Hey, guys, you can always get. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, everybody. You can always get on the newsletter and find out what's going on with us for uh, our, our guests, the show, and everything else. Yeah, something like that. But if you like what you heard, please oh, always share, like, and rate our show wherever you get your podcast. As those shares and likes really make a difference. They really do. Tell the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah the share people. up. I'd like to uh, produce. Uh, I'd like to thank our po- our producers. Have we ever done that? Let's thank our producers. Hey, you know, I'd like to hey. do the people who make this happen. There's uh, four people I want to really uh, mention. Bob Nastasi, one of our, we know Bob because of our, uh, he was our producer at uh, Salvage Dogs. Jason Ellis. the uh, Elias. Okay. I'll get it. We've got to get that. Yeah. Elias? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Also, our California contingent. And also, uh, Will Solari. He's yeah. our audio guy that uh, is really uh fared fairly well through this whole uh, debacle. We've <laughs> weathered finally, the storm. We yeah. have finally gotten it down right. And Krista Stevens, who does our research for us and provides us with uh, a lot of stuff that keeps us uh, sounding almost relevant. All right, there you We're go. Almost professional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Adios.